And we are back. Inspired Creations HOM brings to you another episode of Comic Complex. I, of course, am your host, the most influential speaker from the House of M. And this show is talking comic books and comic books only. Bit of a change to this show. I've pretty much realized the whole point of the show is to kind of go over my comic complex, right? And I've identified the comic complex as something I should have been reading a long time ago. I actually have all the issues, but I haven't had time or made time to read it, correct? My first comic complex was Thor, God of Thunder. I had the entire run, haven't read it. I finally read it. That is today's comic complex. But here's the the thing. As each week goes by... I am discovering that all of the issues I am buying are turning into a complex. I've fallen behind on action comics. I've fallen behind on detective comics. I've fallen behind on all-star Batman. I've fallen behind on reading Thor, God of Thunder. I've fallen behind on every comic I own. And ladies and gentlemen, that's a problem. That's a serious problem. But I'm going to try to ratify that problem starting today and I'm going to read more comic books I'm going to manufacture and create time that's right I said create time to read these lovely books because there's so much good stuff out there and that's what I want to talk to you today so I may not be identifying a specific comic title as a comic complex because for God's sakes everything I'm buying is turning into a complex okay let's just get back to the nitty-gritty in this thing. I want to talk comic books with you. I want to tell you what I'm reading. I want to tell you what I'm enjoying reading and what I'm not enjoying reading as well because there are some stinkers out there, and I've happened to buy them. And I also want to go through some uh, select picks of comic books that are coming by, coming out this week and uh, try to get you to read what I'm reading and throwing some other titles out there too to see if there's anything that uh, is to anyone's fancy because as long as you're picking up a comic book out there, I don't care what you read. It could be Black Panther. It could be Tom Strong. It could be Faith. It could be Saga. It could be Transformers. Whatever it is, as long as you're reading and supporting the comic book industry, it's a physical floppy comic book. Hold it in your hands. Read it. And for those of you who enjoy the apps, reading on your tablets or whatever mobile device, hey, have at it. You're supporting the industry, and we want that to happen. So, hey, okay, enough of this. Enough of this. Read a comic book. Reading is fun. Reading is awesome. Let's get right to it. Alright, this week I have, let's see, it's DC and again my comic complex, I'm going to wrap it up with Thor, but let's get right to it here. I'm going to talk some DC books starting off with DC put out an oversized special, a number one issue for $4.99 and literally the only reason I picked it up was because who was on the cover and what this issue was about for the most part. I pick it up. I didn't really say that right. I picked up Dark Side Oversized Special number one for four ninety nine from DC Comics. It's got Dark Side in an awesome throne 
holding some kind of power in his hand, bending over on his throne, uh, sitting in a very classic uh, vintage style dark side. Uh, so the, the cover alone grabbed me. Uh, he's sitting basically in the background is uh, awesome. the cover of the background is pretty much the symbol of the Omega Omega symbol, which is, you know, remnants of uh, dark side's most powerful weapon, I guess this is his Omega beams from his eyes. Um, so very excited to pick this one up. It's also a, it says a new Omax short story and a classic uh, Kirby bonus stories as well. I'm going to tell you right now, didn't read any of those things. I read it for, <laughs> I picked it up for the Dark Side story and Dark Side story alone. I looked at the Omax stuff, didn't really grab me. I looked at the Kirby stuff, and it's Kirby. So I mean, I it was just you know it was just stuff about Kirby. Nothing. I passed on it. All right, you can hate me. Who? How can you? disrespect kirby i didn't disrespect kirby i just didn't read that part in the issue maybe i'll go i own the issue i'll go back and read it but for the point of this comic complex episode i'm just talking about the dark side portion all right so bear with me all right so and i'll be quick about it too because it was actually pretty fun uh it it shows a human uh with some uh ragtag partners and they're in a cell and she escapes and she's part of the resistance and she defiles dark side statues by putting graffiti on them she wants to make the people on apocalypse uh not afraid of dark side and tries to bring about a revolt against dark side and everyone's saying you're crazy you're not going to do it i'm going to turn you in because i don't want to be any part of this if i if people were helping this fugitive this lady they would uh be killed as well and it's a very it, it kind of is a short story it's like half of the issue but I found it very appealing because it was pretty much told from the point of this human, this female human. And um, she goes and is trying to escape and continue the resistance against Darkseid and bring about uh, education or trying to educate the people of the land to tell them, hey, don't fear Darkseid. He rules with an iron hand because he is afraid of you all revolting against him and overthrowing him. And I kind of found that un- to be kind of unbelievable, to be honest, because it's flipping dark side we're talking about, right? I mean, he can he can dissolve you with his Omega Beams. We just talked about that earlier in the show. Um, but cool nonetheless. So there's a resistance, and um, they have a traitor uh, who gets caught, and uh, they torture him very briefly, and it's enough to have this guy turn in where the location of this girl is. Um the Zod is in the issue. Little couple cool corpse back and forth with Darkseid and the Zod. Darkseid finally captures the the lady, and uh, was pretty much gonna kill her. And she like gets gets Darkseid to say, "Hey," gets to it gets him to admit of what he's really afraid of. And uh, Darkseid, classic classic villain thing here, right? He basically says, "All right, before I kill you, I'll tell you this one thing: since you're gonna be dead in two minutes anyway." Right, I mean, whatever that it's it's a comic book, people. So he he pretty much agrees that um, that he's ruling the way he is because if he doesn't, any portion of a resistance can he realizes can grow, and that'll eventually be the downfall of him. Is like if he has all the people, the masses, not fear him, they will revolt and overthrow him, or you know he'll have to leave. Uh, apocalypse and I uh, have to and and you know rule somewhere else or whatever but he basically admits that and he says that's why he's ruthless um and uh admits to it well unbeknownst to dark side i don't know how really unbeknownst to him because he 
owns like the entire planet. Um, this was recorded and they broadcast this out and Darkseid actually panicked to the point where the girl who was captured escaped because Darkseid was too worried about this recording. Uh, sees the recording, destroys the recording. The girl gets away with the help of the third partner that she had and they escape to defile another statue later in the issue. Um, again, nothing really big here, but uh, very cool art. And it, it you know, it kind of takes a different view and a different look at Darkseid himself. Um, almost uh, uh, humbles Darkseid as well when you realize that what he's actually afraid of is being overthrown. And, you know, he's he stands over all as domineering, uh, the tyrant um to impose his will uh he's pretty much a big bully so dark side oversight special number one uh worth the read uh yeah i guess so if you if you're if you're a new gods fan if you're a dark side fan it's definitely worth a read for you guys um casual dc reader you could probably pass it and, and live your normal life um all right so the next three titles i'm going to talk about here some of them probably some of the things will be in tandem but i'm going to try to talk about each one uh, individually here the best I can and it'll be hard because these three issues all tie into Dark Knights um, they're a metal tie-in and metal's the new, the new series or the big story arc right now with DC Comics if you are not reading these metal tie-ins called Dark Knights you are missing a lot of entertainment a lot of comic book fun these three issues that are out and there's more coming out too um, are phenomenally fun and dark to be perfectly honest I know what you're saying oh DC movie verse it's all dark you need a flashlight to see the movie whatever I said that actually that's why it makes no sense it's 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 uh it's just enough. It's not overbearing, but it definitely has a dark tone to these uh, issues. But it is so good. And I'm not saying one of these three are good or two of the three. All three have been home runs, in my opinion. First, I'm talking about Dark Knight's Batman the Dawnbreaker, a metal tie-in. All right. This one, the Dawnbreaker, is pretty much Batman... And a Green Lantern story. So, without giving every, well, I, there are going to be spoilers ahead, but without giving everything right, giving everything away immediately, I didn't know what to expect from these Dark Knight tie-ins. Okay, uh, but I read them all consecutively here, and it's fun. All right, basically, you'll get the gist of it after you read this first one. You'll you'll know what the other issues are about, but it's basically. Batman from another Earth going the wrong way. And when I say going the wrong way, it, he's choosing the path that he that the Batman we all know and love did not choose. In these stories, they actually combine Batman's origin, Batman's way of life with a other with another hero in that world a justice league hero in this case green lantern so this first one dawnbreaker pretty much is a green lantern tale so after 
Batman's parents were killed. The robber, the murderer, I guess, right? He gets away. Um, and Bruce Wayne, young Bruce Wayne, the kid Bruce Wayne, scared. And he's crying, but he gets over it almost immediately. I don't know how I think he did that, but he did. And um, he, he, he overcomes that fear of being alone for his parents were like you know, right away in the alley and stuff. And the, because he was able to overcome all that fear, a ring from the green lantern Corps uh, flies down and finds him and pretty much states, uh, Bruce Wayne, you have overcome great fear. You are worthy of this ring. Please wear it on our behalf. Yada, yada, yada. And the ring attaches to him. He accepts it. And he finds the, he finds the murderer of his parents right away. Here's the thing. When he gets there, he wants to kill him. And that's that dark tone I was talking about. The Green Lantern ring overrides it. And because it has a safety protocol that it does not inject lethal force. However, Bruce Wayne's willpower is off the charts. Literally. The power ring that he's wearing is telling the reader where his willpower levels are at. And they're breaking the 100 scale. They're super high to the point where... Bruce Wayne wills the power ring to, to his will. So any safety protocols that ring in the Green Lantern Corps had on it, gone. It's now under the influence of Bruce Wayne. He murders his murderer's parents. Wait, he murders the murderer of his parents. And from there, uh, he turns into a bit of a hero. Uh, in Gotham, he's wearing the classic Green Lantern suit. His hair is parted. It's kind of kind of cute. Um... And, but because of the way he handles the criminals there, he kills them. Uh, they show him killing um, Scarecrow first, um, the Penguin as well. And uh, not really setting right with uh, Commissioner Gordon. He confronts uh, Batman or Green Lantern actually right now. That's what he's called. And confronts him and, uh, and Commissioner Gordon pretty much says, you got to stop this. You know, you're, you're, this isn't the way it has to be done. For all intents and purposes, Bruce Wayne isn't having it. He eventually kills Commissioner Gordon in a pretty cool scene there. And from that day on, he gives a new oath, um, playing off of the classic Green Lantern oath, right? And he becomes Batman the Dawnbreaker. So from this point on, he's basically um, the ultimate Green Lantern ever, uh, because he's able to tap into the full power of the ring. Um, for as far as I can tell, he doesn't have to recharge it either, which is kind of interesting. And that could be because of his will. But he's basically summoning all these like dark creatures. Uh, some of them look demonic. And it's like a, it, he's tapping into the dark energy of the Green Lantern ring. To the point where all the Green Lantern Corps come down and try to stop him. And you see your classic, you see the Guardians, right? You see... Um, uh, you know, I call it the guy. What's that guy? The guy who calls everyone poozer. Um, the pig-looking guy. What the heck? Oh, I can't believe I forgot his name. Anyway, um, he's there too, <laughs> and uh, they try to take him down. But uh, Batman, the Dawnbreaker, um, confront him, and Batman, the Dawnbreaker, summons all those dark uh, energy lights, energy beings again, and takes down the entire core. Literally, the entire core. And at that point, and you'll see this as a pattern, 
a mysterious Batman Joker looking kind of amalgam amalgam what the, uh, combined figure what do you call those dapple got doppelganger we'll go with doppelganger um goes to this Batman the Dawnbreaker and says hey there's an earth that still has all all the light in the world in it I need you and your power to dissolve the light and bring in the darkness and if you do that you can have you know we'll be able to get you your earth they, they, he, this this Joker Batman kind of creature thing basically finds a way to uh, lure him in and help him out and he does and uh so they and usually okay usually that's where they break it off right and then it'll be continued in metal or what whatever the the story the, whatever storyline they continue it in but what's kind of cool in most of these issues here is they, they they actually show the doppelganger so in this case batman the dawnbreaker face off against the green lantern hal jordan of our earth earth zero and so they have a little they have a fight they have some fisticuffs and for the love of god hal gets beat and pretty quickly too so there uh, someone comes in and i'm going to try it unless i forget to do it in the other issue i'm going to try to leave this part as a surprise someone comes in and saves uh hal jordan and i'm not going to tell you who that person is so that is dark knight's batman the dawnbreaker phenomenal issue right off of that comes batman the red death and the Red Death is playing um, on the Flash. So in this issue, same thing, alternate Earth. Batman is finding the Flash. There's all kinds of chaos going on in this world right now, I guess. And um, Batman says the only way to stop it is if he can uh, get control of the Speed Force. So he confronts the Flash and he asks the Flash, I need the Speed Force. He, when I say ask the Flash, it's not nicely. Um, and the Flash is like telling you can't handle this. We got to do it together the way we've done everything else. We have to do it together. This is Barry Allen, again of a different Earth, but still. So they go and uh, Batman says, "All right, I asked nicely. So now I'm going to take it." Batman's kind of crazy in this thing. I don't. Again, we're coming into an apocalyptic type Earth. Everything's crumbling down underneath them, literally. And um, Batman goes to the Flash and he tries to take him apart. They, it's cool because they show him initially wearing uh, uh, Captain Cole's glasses. And he's using some of the classic um, Flash rogues weaponry to take down the Flash. And Flash is like, dude, I've beaten these things. What makes you think you're going to uh, do any, do even better? And Batman comes out with this, this like his uh, a Batmobile-ass big machine or whatever and says, you're right, I like my toys better. Batman finds a way, and uh, he actually um, gets close enough to the Flash and injects him or hits him with uh, with his, uh, Mr. Freeze's serum, the serum that he keeps Nora alive. Mr. Freeze, his wife, is terminally ill, keeps her in, frozen in uh, a certain state so that he can find a cure for her one day, right? Anyway, whatever that thing is that cryogenically freezes Nora, he hits the Flash, and Batman says, I know this is not going to stop you. You're gonna with your speed force power. You're gonna come out of this in probably two minutes. That's more than I need to do this. And he knocks the Flash out. Flash wakes up. He's tied onto the car, and Batman is pretty much. He's like the Flash is Batman's flux capacitor for all intents and purposes. So he's going super fast, trying to tap into the speed force in, in order to to catch in there. And he's using the Flash as a I guess a conduit to get into it. To the point where it's kind of sad, uh, and this again, this is that dark part of the dark tone of this of these stories, these standalone issues. 
uh, or the metal tie-ins, I should say. Um, he goes so fast that the Flash is pleading for his life to Batman, and I didn't like that. It was sad. <laughs> um, the Flash dissolves. He, Batman kills him, and the Speed Force enters Batman. He's got into it, and Batman has pretty cool-looking outfit with uh, his new name, Batman the Red Death. He's into the Speed Force. He's got it all, but realizes it wasn't enough to save that Earth. So who steps in? That Joker Batman grotesque-looking creature says, Hey, come with me. I need your powers. And if you help us, you'll get this Earth and you can you know, have fun with it or whatever you want, but I need you. And he lures him in. Um, this issue, I think, was the... Was it the only one that he didn't fight the Flash of our Earth? Let me take a quick look. I can't remember now. No, he did. Okay, he did. Oh, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. So he goes there, right? And, oh, this is, I don't know if this was meant to happen. So he's in uh, Central City. So the, the uh, Batman Red Death character. He's in our Earth, Earth Zero. And he goes to Central City. And you see Iris and Wally, okay? And it's cool because when the Red Death runs, you actually, instead of like the Speed Force lightning all around, it's like little bats outlined in red. It's pretty cool looking. Um, so the red, the red, red, uh, death, his power apparently is like when he gets close to you, he turns you old and decrepit and you die, you wither and die. And it looks to the point, uh, he infected, um, Wally and Iris. And I don't know if they got so old that they died or they're just old, old, and hopefully someone will heal them. But that's where, um, Wally comes in and He's chasing after uh, the, the the Red Death Batman. But as he's chasing him down, those bats that are in the trail of the Red Death, it's making Barry uh, falter and get old and he's getting aged. And just in the nick of time, that secret warrior comes out and saves Barry Allen. Again, I, I want you guys to read this. I want you to find out who's helping. It's actually, it's pretty cool uh, who's helping him. A character I didn't expect at all. All right. And then the last one um, of the issues that have come out is, uh, this might have been my favorite. And I don't know why. Because when you when you see Batman mess, or, you know, mess with Green Lantern powers and Hal Jordan, and then you see Batman uh, take the Speed Force and then fight our Flash, very cool, right? This one... This is not my favorite DC character, but it was very good, and I think it's because of the human element in it. This next one, Dark Knight's Batman, the murder machine, number one. Metal tie-in, right? This is all cyborg-centered. All right, so same formula. You have this Batman basically inherit and make and making the... Uh, technology and him become one because Alfred dies in this alternate earth Batman is lost he said he's lost his parents and now he loses Alfred who's been a father to him right he can't find consolation in, in with Superman or Wonder Woman they try to talk to him right nothing but he has a plan and he he confronts Victor Stone about it and he says, Vic, you got to help me. I need your technology. You're the only one who can help me. 
to keep Alfred alive. I need an AI of Alfred. It'll work. I can't lose my father again. Vic helps him. And sure as heck, just like the the Avengers Age of Ultron, the AI like <laughs> crosses everyone immediately. And Alfred, this AI of Alf, Alf, uh, Alfred is has grown. It's multiplied. It's now become pretty much a virus, a living virus. And he's attacking anything that would have hurt Batman, all his rogues, his enemies, all that stuff. And Batman will not let him into the Wayne Manor, I guess, um, because he has to be invited in, apparently. And um, there's like tons of Alfreds, and they keep saying, let me in, please, I will help you, and so on and so forth. And Batman just ignores them all. But um, he says he's going to let him in because he can fix it. And Vic, to his please, says, don't do this. Batman does. Alfred pretty much fuses. This AI fuses with the Batman. And Vic is, like, trying to stop him. And Vic says, I know all about this because that's exactly what I am. I'm a cyborg. says, this is not you, Bruce. If you want out of that, you will get out of it. Do not hurt anyone else. And now Batman, with the AI of Alfred, is attacking cyborg, playing with him. But Batman says, I am exactly where I want to be, and that is bad. He, oh, this is, again, okay, dark tone yet again. I told you it was in it. They show a gruesome way of killing this cyborg. And I'm not going to tell you what he did, but it was not pretty. It was a little disturbing to see Batman do this to uh, Victor Stone, Cyborg, and and he enjoyed it. You know, it was it was it was, it was bad. So that happens, and then um, they this was the so they also then they start to show the other uh, characters, right? And and they show the other uh, Batman people i guess and there there is there is a cool they show like a hawk girl one they show the red death they show the green lantern they show probably a wonder woman one and a doomsday looking one as well and they're just annihilating cyborg they are having fun with them and i don't like that um they 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 mess cyborg up and i can't remember if um don't worry cyborg i'm here to help yeah yeah you are here to help you jerk i'm sorry i'm looking through the issue right now because i can't remember if this was our victor stone or not and i want to say it was hey, this one didn't follow the same story as the other two um and i think it is our victor stone who gets plummeted. Um, yeah, it is, because the Batman came to our Earth, and he was telling him basically his origin to our, our cyborg, and after they tell him the complete origin, and actually tells him how he kills him, then the uh, the Batman evil doppelgangers fused with the other Justice League members, um, like Red Death and, and Dawnbreaker, they attack our cyborg, and they they mess him up too. They cut his arm off, they rip his guts open. All the cybernetics uh, stuff are out and everything. Uh, Cyborg says booyah in the issue as well. That's kind of cool. Um, and it ends pretty bleak. Um, 
but a heck of an issue. And again, I think the reason I like it so much is because Vic was trying, and the alternate Earth uh, Cyborg too was he was trying to help him, and Batman wouldn't have it. Batman and those Earth are real jerks. I'm telling you that right now. So I must give you, if I had four thumbs, I'd put all four of them up for these issues. I'm telling you right now, I've been a Marvel guy forever. And when DC Rebirth hit, I gave it a shot, and I'm so glad I did. It's got to the point where I'm excited about these Rebirth titles um, way more than the Marvel titles. And that hurts to say that out loud and on the microphone, but it's true. Um, I, I mean, I'm still having fun reading my Thor, my Thor stuff, right? I'm still I'm actually reading some Amazing Spider-Man too. Um, I kept trying to catch up on that as well, but uh, but these these uh, DC titles, especially these these new ones that just came out, the uh, Dark Knight's Metal Tie-ins. Oh my God, you've got to read them. They are so good. Pick them up. All right, so let's get right to the comics that are coming out this week. Um, we're going to start from DC. We're going to write DC heavy this episode. I'm telling you right now, Aquaman 29 comes out uh, Wednesday, October 18th. Um, it's part five of Underworld. It's written by Dan Abnett. Artist, <laughs> artist is uh, Step Stajapan Sejic. And here we go. <laughs> Desperate to penetrate the supernatural barrier surrounding Atlantis, Mera enlists the help of an ex-Atlantean magician, Garth, the titan known as the Tempest. Cool, Tempest is back. Uh, but, Aquaman's form, um, but Aquaman's former protege gets into all kinds of trouble. Pick up Aquaman 29. It's for $3.99 from DC. Also from DC... Uh, Batman 33 hits newsstands, written by Tom King. Artist is Joe Jones. Dream of Me, or A Dream of Me, Part 1. All right, so following his marriage proposal to, yeah, you heard that right, marriage proposal, Bruce Wayne slash Batman proposed to Catwoman. Uh, Batman leaves Gotham City on a quest of renewal and redemption. As he travels and fights, he encounters members of his family, each disturbed by Batman's journey, each ready to stand in his way, each ready to push back against Batman's stubborn determination to evolve into something better than a superhero. What? That's $2.99. Go pick that up. Batman the Drowned. Okay. I, oh, God. All right. This is a metal tie-in. And when you look at the cover, you exactly know what this logo stands for. As the events of Dark Knight's metal rock the DC Universe, the creatures of the Dark Multiverse stand ready to invade our world. How can even the world's greatest hero stop a horde of deadly beings that appear to be powerful, nightmare versions of familiar figures? Find out in these special tie-in issues. One word. Aquaman. All right. Justice League, number 31, written by Brian Hitch. Artist, Fernando Passarin. Cover artist, Brian Hitch. 
Legacy finale, The Truth and the Sovereign, is revealed and her identity will shake the Justice League to its core. The darkness is out of control, and if the Justice League and their future children don't triumph over its evil, it will mean the end of everything, everywhere, forever. Forever. Two ninety nine. Go pick that up. Superman thirty three, written by Peter Tomasi, artist Doug Mankey, Imperius Lex, part three. Steppenwolf. Love that guy. Love that guy. Wish he looked better in the new Justice League movie. Granted, we don't see a ton of him, but you see enough of him, and I'm not a fan. Anyway, Steppenwolf, field general of Apocalypse, enlists Superman's son, John, into his canine cavalry to stop Superman from helping Luthor reclaim the throne once held by Darkseid. $2.99. Very much worth your money. Also for Teen Titans, this is uh, all ages. Uh, Teen Titans Go, number 24, written by Heather Neufer, artist Eric Owen. Things get quote-unquote twisted when the Titans borrow a game Starfire brought from home. Who knew... Okay, it's called Reading, most influential speaker. Here we go. Who knew they'd merge into one giant pizza-eating self-destructive bundle of nerves? Then, the team has to recruit new members to live up to a mistake on their license. Will they be able to make it 10 the hard way? 299 Teen Titans Go! Comic book uh, really captures the the feeling of the animated show. If you haven't seen the animated show, oof, you're missing out. You are missing out. All right, from Dynamite Press, Grumpy Cat slash Garfield, number three of three. It's finally here, the exciting finale. Written by Mark Evaniers, artist Stephen Uy. Uh, grumpy Cat is no longer grumpy. Well, that messes up his name but garfield is going on a diet and turning down lasagna has the world turned upside down what has happened to the two most cynical cats in all of comicdom and can anything restore them to their former grumpiness and gluttony we'll find out in the third and final issue of this epic miniseries 399 get it for your kids they'll love it all right ah from uh idw optimus prime first strike number one Written by John Barber, artist Guido Guidi. Very interesting name. Hope I pronounced that right. He'll never find out. He doesn't listen to the show, ever. With Cybertron under siege by Baron Ironblood's forces, Optimus Prime and RC defend their homeland. Caught in the middle is the human transformer team known as the Revolutionaries. Oh, excuse me. The Revolutionaries. And one of them has a secret that puts everyone at risk. This is three ninety nine. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to pick this up, but it very it does sound interesting, and it's got Optimus Prime, man. NRC, for crying out loud. I'll give it a shot. What I will for sure be picking up is Realm, number two from Image Comics, written by Seth Peck, artist Jeremy Hahn. Molly and company hit the road. Ben kills stuff, and Johnny Eldritch has a conference call with the Destroyer of Worlds. Bray Wyatt? No, not that one. Uh, this is three ninety nine coming at you from Image Comics. Uh, check that one out. Also from Image Comic Books, the finale, the mini series finale, shirtless bear fighter number five, written by Jody Lehoop, artist Neil Vendril. This is it. 
The heart-stopping heart-stopping conclusion, wow, to the greatest comic saga of our time. It's Shirtless versus Brother Bear in a bare-chested, bare-knuckled fight to the death. Being the angriest man alive has gotten Shirtless far, but can it take him all the way? The only way to find out is picking up this issue for $3.99. Back to Marvel World. Deadpool versus Old Man Logan. Miniseries. So this is the number or this is number one, first issue. It's written by Declan Shelby and the artist is Mike Henderson. What do you get when you cross a regenerative, cranky old X-Man with a regenerative, wacky Wade Wilson? Deadpool versus Old Man Logan. That's what you get. Uh let's see. They say writer Declan Shalvey from Deadpool and Moon Knight and Mike Henderson, Secret World's Battle World, Nailbiter, are teaming up to team up Marvel's deadliest heroes together in their own series. James Logan Howlett is after a newly discovered Omega-level mutant, and he just won't let Deadpool help. So naturally, Deadpool vows to outmatch his newly marked enemy for the entirety of his mission. This one has a parental advisory. It's coming at you for $3.99. Doctor Strange, number 26, written by John Barber. Artist Nick, Nico Henrichon. Doctor Strange and Zelma make what may well be their last house call. An evil, unlike any you've seen, puts Strange in his toughest spot yet, stripping him of his magic, God, again, leaving him only with his crippled fist to defend himself. Rated T+, this issue is at you for $3.99. Incredible Hulk 709 Legacy. Written by Greg Pack, artist Greg Land, Return to Planet Hulk. I wonder why they're going back there, eh? Part 1. When Amadeus Cho picks up a distress signal from a distant planet, he's shocked to find out it's from Sakar. As the totally awesome Hulk, he's been trying to avert the curse of anger that haunted Bruce Banner. But Sakaar is a place for warriors and gladiators. This issue is coming at you for $3.99. Moving on, Invincible Iron Man, number 593, Legacy, written by Brian Michael Bendis, artist Stefano Caselli, The Search for Tony Stark, part one. Tony Stark has vanished. The, mysterious, the mystery deepens as Stark friends and foes must decide, finally, who will wield the power of Iron Man. All the contenders are in position, and all the armor is polished. Well, that's a good thing. There can only be one armored Avenger. The path to the most startling Iron Man story ever begins right here. Plus, includes three bonus Marvel primer pages. Story by Robbie Thompson and to-be-announced artist. Rated T plus $3.99. Invincible Iron Man 593 is out this Friday. Sorry, this Wednesday. Still from Marvel, Journey to Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Captain Phasma, number four of four. That means that's the last issue of this limited series for $3.99. Phasma and Pilot are in disguise. After tracking down a First Order officer to a mysterious planet, Captain Phasma finds herself leading a new army against a new threat. Find out how the biggest and baddest officer of the Galactic First Order makes her way across the galaxy before she reunites with her team in The Last Jedi. In case you didn't know, The Last Jedi is coming out December 15th. This is a precursor to that. So if you want a little insight, you better be reading Journey to Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Captain Phasma. 
It's on number four, which means there's three other issues out there. Go get them. And let me know what happens. The Mighty Thor, number 700. Legacy! Jason Aaron writes. Russell Dowderman draws the art. All right. Death of Mighty Death of the Mighty Thor, part one. Well, good God. Everyone's dying. The final judgment comes as the Mangog arrives. The war Thor will meet... What? The war Thor will meet the beast... The war Thor... Okay. Hang on. I need a drink. I need a drink. Okay. Let's try that again. The war Thor will meet the beast head on. But even the bloodthirst of this ultimate Thor may pale in comparison to the might of Mangog. The battle rages as Jane's cancer takes a turn for the worse. And she might not have to wait for the final judgment at all. The clock is ticking. And no hammer can save her this time. It's the beginning of the end that will lead to the most dramatic return in the Marvel Universe. The Mighty Thor, number 700, 599, by Jason Aaron. This is a must read. This is a must pick up. Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, number five, written by Chip Zdarsky, artist Adam Kubert. Check out that duo. Spider-Man's newest ally, the Mason, falls prey to oh, the Vulture. It's a mano a birdo brawl as Spidey stands between the Vulture and Mason's tech and the secrets of the Marvel Universe. Wow. All the secrets, eh? This issue is at you for $3.99. Definitely pick this one up, too. Yeah, lots to pick up. Go get them. All right, that's it. That's all I can recommend for this week coming out. Um, I will be at my comic shop. Please find your local comic shop. Pick up these issues. Pick up other issues that I haven't even mentioned. There's a ton out there. Let me know what you're reading. I want to know. I want to find out. I want to hear what you think of them. I want to hear what you think of the issues I just recommended, too. Let, let me know. Say, Let's say you pick up Spectacular Spider-Man. You said, hey, this is the worst issue I've ever read in my life. Why did you recommend it? I want to, I want to be asked that question. Any question, I'll answer them. Anyway, go find your shop and go pick up some fun reads. Alright, so I said it was going to kind of change up the format of this show because every comic book I have is pretty much a comic complex, but I'm still going to round this episode out with uh, um, revealing that I finally finished Thor God of Thunder. Uh, I thought it was like 50 issues, apparently it's only 25, and the 25th issue is pretty much a, a nice little roundup to all the stories that have happened so far. Um, it gives a very cool origin tale of uh, Malekith, and poor Dark Elf never really stood a chance. Uh, everything from his siblings and father to be murdered um, in front of him and uh, their heads thrown to the ground in front of him, to his mother selling him off for food for the dogs. This, this little Malekith had no chance of being a good elf at all, you know? So I feel for you, Malekith. Um, he comes back. He eventually gets befriended. He survives, uh, befriended by a wizard, 
And that's how Malekith comes out to be a good wizard as well, to the point where he comes even stronger than the wizard who taught him. And he kills the wizard who taught him, you know? It, God, what a jerk. We're talking about Batman being a jerk. Malekith is a f jerk as well here. Holy cow. And he goes back, of course, kills his mother. Um, so... Good luck, Malekith. I really hope Thor beats you when you fight him again or her again. Um, why do I say her? Well, because also in this issue, the granddaughters of uh, Thor, Frigg, Atli, and Elisif. See, I know their names now. I don't know their names. I read them. Um, they're pouring over with all the ancient books, and they're saying, Oh, boy, I don't want to read all these ancient books. But they come across this new one and uh, that has secrets, and Thor doesn't want them reading it, so they read it anyway. Um, but what's cool for the readers is that you, this is where you first get a, your first glimpse at a Lady Thor. Now, at this point, if you don't know who this new Thor is, you're probably just realizing your first comic complex. One that I have overcome and am still overcoming because I still have more issues to read. But guess what? I finished Thor God of Thunder! And I once again want to thank my awesome cousin, Dom Diggity, for telling me to read it. Because had he not told me to read it, I would never have bought them. All these issues I bought from, uh, I don't know, from various comic stores, from conventions. I got them all. I got first printings as well. And yeah, thank you. Uh, Thor got a thunder. Phenomenal. Uh, written by, again, it's, it's all because of Jason Aaron. The guy is just he's fantastic and did he capture a great thor um so in retrospect you know what makes this thor 25 issue run very interesting is because he pretty much wrote three different thors young modern and old and the way he he wrote them and uh kind of intertwined their stories um and villains uh, very, very awesome. I mean, like I said, the God Butcher, um, the fight with Malekith, uh, Galactus, you know, right? Um, the Minotaur creature as well. So many great things in this 25-issue run. Um, I applaud you, J Jason Aaron. Thank you for being so awesome and making Thor uh, honestly really mean something again. Um, and thank you. I'm sure Marvel Universe, the movie universe, is thanking you too for making him so popular and relevant. Because though that run was was fantastic, uh, I you, I'm giving you my total recommendation to get this. Um, this is from Marvel now, and uh, you know as highly praised as I did Dark Knights, uh, the metal tie-ins earlier. Uh, if you're a Marvel fan and you haven't read Thor: God of Thunder, uh, you don't have to pick up the floppy issues because they're they're kind of expensive now at this point. But uh, definitely pick up the trades, and you, oh God, you will, you will thank me. You will thank me, and then I will say, hey, don't thank me, thank Dominic. He's the one who started this. Thank him, not me. All right. And the last issue of my comic complex thing here that I want to talk about very briefly is uh, the continuation. So obviously, Thor: God of Thunder ended at twenty-five. Well, Thor number one um, picks up where that left off. And you get to see uh, the new, not necessarily new villain, but the current villain, I guess. And it's the the um, the Frost Giants. And you see them very cool in the beginning. Uh, they're coming out of the ocean. And they're just enormous. Great scene. Great panel illustrations as well. Um, and you get to see, um, let's see, I want to make sure I get this right. 
um, you get to see the new Thor. And you, the, the mask is on, so you can't tell who it is. Um, and again, at this point, if you don't know who the new Thor is, um, again, welcome to your first comic complex. Um, but gr- great issue, uh, seeing the frost giants coming back out again, and they look really menacing as well. And you get your first glimpse at this new Thor. Um, hey, I gotta pop open this issue really quick, make sure I'm not missing anything. Very cool, because I do want to let you read it yourself as well. Oh yeah, I mean they 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 go back to the our, you know normal Thor, and they show him struggling on the moon. Um, after Nick Fury whispered in his ear something, and ever since he whispered something in his ear. He couldn't lift up the hammer. Uh, no one could, not even Odin himself. Uh, Malekith is back. Uh, Thor is back, and he's taking on the Frost Giants, and he's riding his goat. He's got a new weapon, which is the big old axe, uh, which is awesome because if you've seen our Facebook page um, or Instagram page, um, I've actually made a perler bead creation of this unworthy Thor wielding this weapon, so... Uh, it's very cool. Oh, the other thing that happens in this issue, um, I don't want to. I don't. I'm not going to wreck it. I want you to read it. But um, you see, oh man, how can I do this? If you've read, when you read Thor, God of Thunder, you see old man. Old man Thor. Not it's not old man Thor. It's old Thor. Um, you see him, and he's got, he's got a. A robotic arm and a regular arm and let's just say Thor number one may show you why that is and then of course the issue uh, concludes with a mysterious figure walking towards Mjolnir on the moon and you see he the word he get an extra letter added onto the hammer the letter s to make it she be worthy and the very last page shows you your new thor wielding mjolnir you must pick this up enjoy it if you haven't do it if you're just getting into comic books make sure you read thor god of thunder first and then read thor number one um it's phenomenal phenomenal and again i owe it all to jason aaron uh, for bringing us this treasure ru- treasure of a run for Thor, making him awesome again. Um, and again, another shout-out to my cousin for uh, uh, recommending me to read this too. So that's it. That's my comic complex. Um, I'm going to be, I guess, technically my new comic complex is now Thor, uh, since I have conquered my first comic complex, Thor, God of Thunder. The series is under my belt Issues 1 through 25 are now stored in the vaults of my head. I have read the series. It is great. I recommend it. On to the new comic complex of Thor. And I will enjoy this, I'm pretty sure, just as much. Well, that's going to be about it. I want to thank everyone for listening to my show, listening to my words. And I keep asking you to send me messages telling me about what you're reading. And guess what? I've received zero comments or messages. So whatever, you know, if you don't want to, I guess you don't want to. You've made that pretty clear. I hope I'm at least entertaining anyone out there. I hope maybe you made you smile when I mess up words um, or mispronounce names or whatever the heck I'm doing here. Um, 
but anyway, every listener who is actually listening to the show, I want to, I do want to thank you. Uh, thank you for taking uh, time. Thank you for allowing me into your ears uh, to entertain you to whatever capacity I managed to entertain you. Um, also want to show you or tell you about some of the things you can find us on. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. If you search out Inspired Creations, H-O-M, um, you'll see all the creative things we're doing um, every day. Uh, weekly products that we have offered to you that are made to order. Um, everything from cakes, uh, I mentioned perler bead creations, t-shirts, um, mugs, tumblers, um, etchings now we're doing, vinyl decals we've been doing, uh, general art as well. So all the art that we do for these products, you can actually just buy the art by itself. Um, I can print them on a poster, whatever format you want. Um, and also we just started doing hoodies. Uh, it's going to be that time of year. It's mid-October. It's going to get a little cooler out there. So we're applying our uh, vinyls to hoodies now as well. So check us out, Inspired Creations, HOM on Facebook. You can catch us on Snapchat and Instagram. Um, Icebox Cast, and Icebox Cast is pretty much our other world. Uh, it's pretty much geek stuff, comic books, uh, figures, Star Wars, whatever the heck it is. Twitter, uh, you can find us at, at IceboxCast. Um, and again, the Twitter there, you can find all of our feeds, all of our links to our videos, podcasts, um, and general tweets as well. YouTube, you can find us there as IceboxCast. We've been on a little bit of hiatus for Revelations, but we'll be back as soon as we can. we got some uh, fun stuff to reveal to you, including uh, Pokemon cards, um, Funko Pops, Voltron. We're still trying to get the Voltron episodes concluded as well, so check us out on YouTube. We have some uh, episodes in the vault anyway. You can check those out. And you can subscribe to our podcasts. That's what you're listening to us now. So if you're subscribing to it, um, rate us. Give us the highest rating possible if you liked us. And uh, you can follow us on iTunes and, so and SoundCloud and whatever uh, podcast app you're listening to. Um, and you can find us at Icebox. Uh, if you subscribe to that, you'll get the Icebox podcast, which has been on a hiatus as well. Um, and also this uh, podcast, Comic Complex. That is going to be about it. My God, please, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, I love talking comic books here, and I'm going to be reading a lot more. Again, every issue or every series that I'm uh, buying right now has turned into a comic complex, so I'm drowning in comic books here. Wouldn't have it any other way. The only thing that will make this better is by actually reading them, and I love the position I'm in. i got a lot to read, a lot of good stuff continuing to come out. Uh, Doomsday Clock is coming out. More Dark Knight's Metal stuff is coming out. Marvel Legacy is out there as well. I'll be reviewing the Marvel Legacy title that just came out as well, probably next episode. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but thank you very much. And please uh, go out there, find a shop, support your local comic book um, shop. Or, I mean, you can buy comic books at Barnes & Noble for crying out loud. Just buy them. Read them. It's reading. And everyone loves to read. Good night, everyone.